Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Are the best. With ancientpathnaturals.com, you can enjoy mushrooms cultivated at home. They make it super easy for beginners to grow their morels year after year, right in their own backyard. They offer excellent quality customer service from knowledgeable people right at their facility, and they are always happy to help customers and answer any questions you may have. These are all organic ingredients with everything fully ready to use. There is no mixing or mess. 100% great grow guarantee. They have single, three, and five packs available, and morel patches will grow back large every year. Visit their website right now to learn more. Ancientpathnaturals.com. 40 years of mushroom cultivation. Always organic, always sustainable. Here to help your grow go great. Ancientpathnaturals.com. It's Heidi Summers, health and wellness expert with your local health update. I get so many emails and calls about CBD, the incredible oil from the hemp plant that's being used to provide relief to millions for joint discomfort, inflammation, and nagging injuries. It's the most talked about alternative health breakthrough in years. The CBD product I always recommend comes from CBD Labs, the gold standard of CBD. CBD Labs oil goes to work fast to relieve your discomfort and deliver the results one thought nearly impossible without a prescription. This powerful oil is not marijuana and contains no THC, the ingredient that gets you high. Oh yeah, CBD Labs oil has also been used to help thousands get a great night's sleep. Don't be fooled by all the imitators. Call now and find out how to get a free bottle while supplies last. To get your free bottle of CBD Labs CBD oil, call 800-893-6014. 800-893-6014. Get your free bottle for a limited time. Call now. 800-893-6014. 800-893-6014. At dollarseed.com, all of our seeds are only a dollar a pack. And we have online resources that teach you all about the rewarding hobby of growing your own plants, flowers, herbs, and vegetables. Imagine the joy you'll feel when your children actually help you harvest your first garden crop. Or the pride of knowing you'll never need a florist again. Visit dollarseed.com and grow a little magic of your own for just a dollar. Dollarseed.com. What could be healthier? We are a manufacturing www.dapower.com www.dapower.com You open the mailbox. Reach in. It's your cell phone bill. It's time to stop the insanity right now. If you want better cellular service at a better price, then it's time you switch to Pure Talk USA. 
Kathy and Joe from Coral Springs, Florida did and are now saving $100 per month. That's because all of Pure Talk USA's plans include unlimited talk, text, and data at an incredibly low price. Pure Talk USA's customer service is located right here in the USA, and their chairman and CEO is a U.S. veteran. We're so confident that you'll love Pure Talk USA that we've included a one-month risk-free guarantee and 50% off your first month of service. Log on to puretalkusatv.com now. Enter the promo code DEALS3. That's puretalkusatv.com. Enter the promo code DEALS3 for unlimited talk, text, and data. It's gotta be puretalkusatv.com. Promo code DEALS3. Motherfuckers crank it. You've got Jiggy Jaguar. Podcasting from www.jiggyjaguar.com. Yes, indeed. We are live as live can get today here on iHeartRadio. Also, AMFM247.com. Tune in. Uh, you can also find us on 50-plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world. We've got a great guest coming up here in just a few moments. In fact, we are going to go to the telephones. And Herbie is with us. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yes, yes. Well, uh, first of all, give us a little bit on your background, my friend, and then we'll uh, then we'll get into the topic here. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I started off out of uh, school as a CPA and practiced for at least uh, five years. And then uh, in 2003, uh, my wife, Ashley, and I really felt the calling uh, to, to join an orphan care adoption ministry and, and uh, joined Lifeline Children Services in 2003 and have had the distinct privilege of serving as the president and executive director for the last 17 years. And uh, we have three children, Caleb, 15, Adeline, who's 13, and Emily, who's 10. Now, uh, you have got uh, an interesting project you're involved in. Tell us a little about this. Yeah, so uh, recently uh, wrote a book called Image Bears, uh, and that is uh, shifting from pro-birth to, to pro-life. And, you know, really wrote that book with this whole idea that I felt like we were truly at a place where we could see Roe v. Wade overturned in our in our lifetime, and and just wanted to really pose the question to the church: Are we ready for that? Are we at a place where we're going to love the single woman, uh, the single mother? We're going to love the orphan, the widow. We're going to care for those who've been trafficked. We're going to care for those who are the victim of genocides around the world, and that we're really going to shift our focus not just on speaking out against abortion, but also about caring for the most vulnerable uh, life around us that bear the image of our Creator. So tell me a little bit about uh, the writing process for this book. Yeah, so certainly, you know, one of the great privileges that I I have been afforded, and and certainly in this COVID-19 world we're living in right now, I'm not doing it as much, but is to be able to to go around the world. Uh, I've traveled to over 40 countries caring for orphans and, and vulnerable children and vulnerable families. And uh, as, as uh, I've traveled, I've been able to just to, to take time and to write and to reflect. And, and even as I have I've traveled, I've, I've found that the, the easiest places, the best places that I could write and, and really, uh, you know, that the Lord was, was really impressing the things upon my heart were, were in 
some of those places. And so a lot of this book was, was written a lot of it was written in India uh, and, and then on plane from pro uh, after I had uh, been ministering either Africa in Europe for participation. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. Herbie Newell is with us, author of Image Bears, Shifting from Pro-Birth to Pro-Life. Herbie Newell is the president and executive director of Lifeline Children's Services and its ministry arms. And he joins us today here on our big program here on iHeartRadio and also AMFM247.com. So tell me a little bit about uh, some of the reviews you've gotten on this book so far, some of the feedback you've gotten on the book. Yeah, so, you know, I think for the most part, uh, you know, from a, from an evangelical audience, the feedback has been has been relatively positive. Uh, I, I think uh, certainly it's been challenging. Uh, a lot of folks, uh, you know, have, have certainly had the feedback about let's not take our eye off ending abortion. And, and I really have made the point uh, that I'm not trying to take anyone's eye off ending abortion. As a matter of fact, this last weekend, had the opportunity to, to have an op-ed in the Christian Post that, that was calling for the shutdown of abortion clinics around the country during a pandemic, that uh, in a world where we are limiting selective surgeries, abortion should be completely limited and exonerated right now. And, and it, it's that we need to be doing both and. I think from a, a secular worldview, uh, it, it's interesting. I think the feedback has been overwhelmingly, for the most part, positive. Just because, you know, a lot of folks, especially in the secular world, have felt like evangelicals have had uh, a hypocritical view on pro-life issues when we advocate against abortion, but we don't pull uh, force advocate for other life and justice issues. We've got Herbie Newell with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone, and you can connect with him on Twitter at LifelineChild, also H. M-N-E-W-E-L-L. He is absolutely amazing, and he joins us today here on the telephone. Now, this book, uh, take me through the writing process and some of the different uh, research and things that you did to put this book together. Yeah, so, you know, the topics are extremely expansive, uh, from leading your, you know, leading families, loving on women, uh, godly men, and so it took me into pornography and, and searching, you know, the gaming institute and the gaming research in our country, uh, just just seeing how much time men uh, in, in, in specificity, but also women, are, are wasting in gaming and uh, in entertainment, and, 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 the, and, and looking at just not only the fatherless rates in our country, but the number of children that are being raised with parents who are mentally, physically, and spiritually absent in their homes, and how that has just produced a generation uh, that doesn't value life in the same way, that, that, that certainly has identity issues. Uh, you know, a lot of the research was done on uh, the abortion industry, uh, and, and, and even on how the abortion industry was extremely uh, racist and ethnocentric in the very beginning, and, um, you know, looking at how the disproportionate rates of abortion affect African-Americans and Latinos in, in the United States far and above Caucasians. There are more African-American babies that were aborted, for instance, in 2018 than African-Americans who died of other causes. So more African-American deaths were in 2018 at the hands of abortion than they were in uh, the hands of, of, of just natural causes. And so just really looking at 
at those issues and researching those issues, the, the, the human trafficking issues, to make sure that the information and the research was impactful, but then also informed by the Word of God. So I wanted to make sure that everything I said was, was factual, could be backed up with data. You know, a lot of the research I did, too, I, I tried to make sure I found them from uh, resources that would actually understate issues, would understate statistics. Uh, I did not want, you know, you look at some sources and they certainly would say the abortion rate is much higher, the single parenting rate is much higher. I wanted to go with the lower rate uh, because they still are astronomical and they still pack a punch. Uh, and then make sure that with all that statistics and writing, I, I really wanted to look through God's Word and go back to God's Word to make sure that I could find the places where God's Word was speaking into each of these issues. And, 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 and the thing is, on all of these life issues, on all of these mercy issues, and all of these justice issues, the Word of God does speak, and it speaks very clearly about those issues. We've got Herbie Newell with us today. He joins us on the telephone. He has some phenomenal, phenomenal things he's doing, and one of them is this current book, uh, Image Bears, Shifting from Pro-Birth to Pro-Life. What are some of your goals for this book? Well, I really hope that it'll awaken, you know, pro-life folks, and especially evangelicals who are pro-life, to really think through our pro-life ethic, to uh, really start to love on our next-door neighbor. You know, one of the things that even as I was researching for the book, uh, I looked at some of these mass shootings that we have experienced throughout our country, unfortunately, and one of the common denominators about all of the shooters was that when they would go back and do the research and start to discover, you know, where, where these shooters have come from, that they realized that their next-door neighbors, the people across the street, the people in the apartment next door, didn't even know who they were. Uh, and so I really hope that, if anything, it ignites us to say being pro-life starts with getting to know our neighbor, um, to valuing our neighbor, uh, you know, that we could have a, a widow or a widower or a vulnerable child that's living right next door across the street. We could have a person who uh, doesn't feel valued and, and, and feels undervalued that could be living across the street. And so I just really hope it engages us to see the pro-life issue. Yes, it must include the abortion clinic, but it also includes our neighborhoods, our next door, across the street. It, 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 it starts in all of our sphere of influence. And then I also hope, really, it'll, it'll raise awareness on kids in foster care, vulnerable children and vulnerable families, and kids around the world uh, that, that need a home, that need support, uh, there are 153 million orphans around the world and almost half a million kids in U.S. foster care. And I hope that it will engage and embolden us to, to do something for these kids whose parents did choose life, right? They, they chose to, to bring these children into the world, and for whatever the circumstances were, these children now, longer, now no longer have parental support. And so I, I pray that it ignites uh, the church and ignites people to, to look at ways that we can care for orphans and kids in foster care. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on and chatting with us here. Uh, where can people get the book? Can they can they get this on Amazon? How do they get their hands on the book? Yeah, you know, you can get either the Kindle version or the hard version at Amazon. It's definitely still, even in this COVID-19 world, the best place to go. It's going to tell you that it's not going to ship for a couple of weeks, but uh, it, 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 uh, the folks who have ordered it in the last several days even have said it's gotten to them within three days. So, yeah, you can go to Amazon.com. It's probably the absolute best place to go right now. 
Fantastic. Well, uh, you keep up the good work, my friend. Thanks for being with us, and uh, I look forward to talking to you more down the line, my friend. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you, Herbie. There he goes, Herbie Newell. And uh, we are going to take a time out. When we come back, we've got more on the other side. Welcome to it. It is a big broadcast. we got more coming up on the other side. This is Dan Perkins with your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans, Tip of the Day. The coronavirus has 11,791 cases in China alone, and one of its largest cities in China, Wuhan, is quarantined with 11 million people isolated. Our government has suspended air service to China to try and control the spread of the virus in the United States. Experts are now saying that the incubation period can be as much as two weeks and we could see a spike up in cases in the United States soon. So here's your songs and stories for soldiers, veterans tip of the day. Get a flu shot, regardless of the fact it's not specifically for coronavirus, because that shot doesn't exist. You can get a flu shot for free at your local VA facility, and some drugstore chains offer free shots to vets. Ask your pharmacist the next time you're in his store. Remember, the life you could save can be your own and the other people you don't contaminate. This has been your songs and stories for soldiers, veterans tip of the day. A bare wall doesn't qualify as art, but a movie poster does. The place to get a movie poster to decorate your wall is JustMoviePosters.com. JustMoviePosters.com have posters for dramas, romantic comedies, blockbusters, and more. Most items at JustMoviePosters.com are priced between $7 to $15 plus shipping. Go to www.JustMoviePosters.com to find the movie poster of your dreams today. That's W www.justmovieposters.com Are you getting the most out of your Medicare plan? Are you sure? You'll want to write down a very important phone number that can assure you're receiving your full benefits. Many people with Medicare are eligible for plans that include extra benefits, in addition to those found in original Medicare. Benefits like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage. Call now at 1-800-521-7617 to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. In addition to hospital and medical coverage at no extra cost, you can also get coverage for prescription drugs, dental, hearing, vision, and more. In many areas, Plans with benefits are available with $0 copays for many services, $0 monthly premiums, or $0 deductibles. That's hospital, medical, prescription drug, dental coverage, and more included in one plan with premiums that may be as low as $0 a month. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. Call 1-800-521-7617. That's 1-800-521-7617. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-791-3232 now and you'll receive a free copy of... Okay. 
Now, the Jiggy Jaguar Show on JiggyJaguar.com. Uh, people are running around with their hair on fire today. <laughs> it is the world famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio broadcast. We are live coast to coast and border to border on iHeartRadio. Also, AMFM247.com. Tune in, iTunes, and of course, Talk Shoe. And we have got a great guest. The good doctor joins us here on our broadcast. Doctor, how are you, my friend? You know, well, I'm hanging in there. Uh, times are tense right now. Yes, and it, it, it seems like everybody's got their hair on fire for whatever reason. <laughs> but well, yeah, especially you know, hey, I've got this at home. My my youngest kid had a fever, and my mom, my wife, automatically assumed it was coronavirus. I go to the hospital, and everybody's wearing masks. And man, it's. It's crazy. <laughs> Dr. Charles Page with us today. He joins us live here on our big program. And uh, you know what is what is interesting about this whole thing, Doctor, is uh, I am starting to talk to more and more people that said that they think they had this in November. And I think I might have gotten it in February. Um so has this thing been here a lot longer than we uh, have are, are giving this credit for? Perhaps, and if it has, that's good news, right? Yes, yes, yeah, that's really good news. And there are people who are talking about doing studies and doing random testing just to see if people are positive for the virus. And so I think that would be a very positive thing. The whole scare about this is that you know most people's immune systems have never seen this virus, or at least that's what we think. We have got Dr. Charles Page with us today. He joins us live here on our big program, Coast to Coast and Border to Border on TuneIn, iTunes, of course, TalkShoe.com. And uh, the good doctor joins us today here on the broadcast. And Surgeon General warns it's going to get bad before it gets better. What, what, what do you make of all this, doctor? You know, I think that he uh, is probably right. Of course, we're you know we're expecting the worst and preparing for the worst, but hoping for the best. You know, if the projections are right, I mean, they think that up to 80,000 people in the United States are going to die from this virus. And it's supposed to, you know, we haven't really hit the wave yet. It's supposed to come in April. So, you know, man, I hope I hope the, uh, the epidemiologists and all these, uh, um, you know, public health doctors are wrong about this. But if they're right, we need to, we need to hunker down. Is is this going to be a situation where every winter, every spring, they're going to lock people down because that's the only way they know how to fight this stuff? I don't think so. I mean, if we look at the history of these things, I mean, you know, we've had several, you know, we had the SARS, you know, and of course this is a type of SARS, but we had the SARS thing in china and we had the spanish flu back in the day and you know so hopefully this is not going to be a recurring thing theme every year i i really doubt it because it it i don't know there, there there's there's just too many politicians and people that i can see taking advantage of this yep. <laughs> taking advantage yep. of I, people's I, I, health I and you know i mean it's kind of scary you know i mean we can't have a you know, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna take part of these uh, small business administration loans, but we can't. We, you know, our government cannot do this every year. You know, give everybody yeah. a, you know three months off and give them a check in the mail. So, 
<laughs> yes, because everybody... I think this is going to be an anomaly. I think okay. the next uh, virus comes, I think we're going to be better prepared. I think it will be more realistic. You know, of course, each virus is unique. Yes. Uh, but But I do think that we'll be better prepared to deal with it. Because, you know, I, I, I see all these people all over the, the, the news, and, and you see various folks that are like, oh, my God, we, we can't have socialism, we can't have socialism. And they're like, well, shut everything down, send everybody a check. What do they think that is? <laughs> well, yeah, and let me tell you, I mean, even for me, for example, I mean, I'm, I'm a dinosaur. I have a private practice. I have six employees, and, the, you know, the, the state has shut down all elective surgeries. Yeah, and so you think about this. Think about my practice. Think about all these small hospitals that you know are just are in the red already, almost you know running out of business. You know, when we shut down elective surgeries, man. We when we we cause a lot of problems. So you know, and and, and it's kind of scary to think. You know, I mean, it, would they continue doing this even after the virus? I mean, would they continue? You know, I mean, I've got an appendectomy to do here in about about an hour. Am I going to have to pass this to a committee every time I go to yeah. have, you know, take care yeah. of somebody? That kind of scares me. It is a uh, fantastic guest with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast, and uh, the good doctor joins us. Now, uh, you have uh, a lot of things going on. Tell us a little bit about your website, my friend. Well, so, um, you know, um, I started writing these stories about my patients because I've learned to listen to my patients. And, uh, you know, just hearing their, their faith stories, you know, and I've kind of learned to realize the difference that a little bit of faith and a little bit of courage and a little bit of hope makes in a in a health crisis. And so I began to yes. write about that. I think a lot of that was just from, you know, dealing, ha- knowing how to process these things, you know, on my own. So, I, you know, I wrote this book, uh, you know, Spoonful of Courage. And so... That's kind of what the website's about, and that's kind of what we're about, is just encouraging people, you know, who are going through a health crisis. We have got a great guest with us today, joins us live here in our broadcast. Dr. Page is with us. And uh, this book, incredibly well written, talk to me a little bit about the the writing process and putting this whole thing just from gathering stories to uh, bringing it to life in book form. Well, I mean, these are very short stories. It's very similar to, like, the Chicken Soup for the Soul, you know, uh, series. These are something that somebody that's sick can read, and, they can, you know, they can read a chapter and open it up anywhere in the book and read it and hopefully be encouraged, kind of help them change focus. I mean, these are faith-based stories, kind of helps people to focus on, you know, prayer and the things that we probably need to be doing more of right now. Um, uh, you know, in fact, the book is for free right now on Amazon. My publisher decided just to give it away uh, for free for folks because we feel like everybody needs to kind of help, you know, stay focused and, uh, you know, be encouraged right now. We have got Dr. Page joining us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. And, uh, Doctor, there is so much going on uh, nowadays with uh, yep. this this situation and all these things. How do you have a book like yours stand out in the marketplace? Well, um, 
you know, I mean, that's a good question. You know, it's funny. I, I, I'm a general surgeon, so no one ever knows I exist until something bad happens. <laughs> you <know>? Well, <laughs> you know, what do you do? You hit that know? on the. You hit they, that right on the head. out, or they have cancer. You know, then they go, "Oh, okay, I see what he does." You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same kind of thing with this book. You know, I mean, uh, writing a book, you know, for sick people who are suffering with a with a medical problem. No one's really thinking about it until. You know, we start having to deal with sickness and suffering. So right now, it's uh, you know, it's kind of on everybody's mind. Am I going to get this virus? And how bad is it going to be? And am I going to die? Or is my loved one's going to die? Just like last night, my, I told you, my wife she was she was freaking out about our youngest son. You know, does he have a coronavirus? And so, um, you know, it's just one of those things. It just kind of seemed to hit at the right time. We've got Dr. Page with us today. He joins us live here in a broadcast. He has a fantastic, fantastic book out there, A Spoonful of Courage for the Sick and the Suffering. It's a compilation of faith-based inspirational stories, which helps the ill see the possibilities and problems. The book is offered for free on Amazon to give hope, courage, and faith to those suffering in the COVID-19 pandemic. His website is charleswpage.com for more information. So what's been some of the different feedback you've gotten on the book so far? Well, I think people have been encouraged. I think it's helped people change focus. Uh, you know, especially right now, so many people are anxious. And, uh, you know, just kind of helping them to kind of, you know, we, we feel alone. You know, we're now socially distanced and isolated. We feel afraid. We feel inadequate. You know, we, we, we feel like we're out of control. And guess what? We are out of control, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a surgeon. I'm a control freak. I love to control things. But, you know. From a nursery standpoint, we realize we're not in control. How do you control a virus? You know, and, well, that too. and that's the whole thing. Our, you know, where our government is trying to control this, and um, you know, and, and I think it's a good thing. I mean, it's better than doing nothing and just having a fatalistic approach. But ultimately, we realize we're not in control. So, with this book, um, what do you want readers to take away from your writing? I want them to change focus. You know. Uh, you know, like I was saying, we, you know, so often our feelings overwhelm us. And just go back to the facts. You know, and the fact is you know, that God is in control, that God does love us. He's all wise. He, he wants what's best for us. And so, you know, when we begin to look, you know, stop looking inward so much and begin to look upward, you know, and then begin to look outward and look uh, towards, you know, how can we encourage other people and how can we help other people in this crisis? You know, I think those are the people that do the best, the people that begin to, you know, to look uh, towards the needs uh, in the interest of other people. It is a fantastic guest. Dr. Page joins us today here in our broadcast. So what what did you, as a physician, uh, you know, because you guys are sworn to take a take an oath, essentially, uh, what, what, did, what did you make of some of these... Uh, you know, government officials the last couple of weeks who have said, well, you know, if you're a certain age, we're just going to have to prioritize uh, what we do here. You know, that does scare me. You know, I mean, once again, um, it's funny how the medical system has changed. You know, many doctors are now employees and uh, used to be as physicians, you know, we didn't work for a healthcare system. We work for patients. And, you know, once again, I'm a dinosaur. I still try to do what's best for my patients. And each, you know, each circumstance is unique. Yes. And so 
that's what scares me about protocols is that, you know, as individuals, each one of us are unique and have unique issues. And, uh, you, you know, I, I really don't want to be in the situation of deciding, you know, whether an 80-year-old person with cancer is taken off the vent to save the vent for maybe a 30-year-old per- person. Uh, you know, uh, those are those are things I just don't really want to think about. And hopefully we're going to have some, some answers, uh, you know, before we get there. I mean, fortunately, we're doing everything we can to get as many ventilators as we need. As, as you know, this virus tends to affect, affect the lungs. It causes an interstitial pneumonitis and what we call ARDS, which is kind of a chronic, uh, you know, inflammatory response in the lungs. And so, um, you know, uh, but, man, we need, to, we need to remember that we're humans. And that's kind of one of the things I've written about is that, you know, each one of us, we're human beings, and uh, we need to kind of remember this in this process. We have got a great guest with us today. Dr. Page joins us here in our broadcast. Do you think that uh, when this is all over with, that uh, folks are, are going to have a little bit different way of doing life, or do you think that we're just going to go back to normal and everybody's going to be a prick to everybody and we're going to not wash our hands and <laughs> all this crap. Well, hey, you know, the nurses have really liked this social distancing. Mm-hmm. They, they don't really like me in their face anyway, so this gives them an excuse. But, but, but you know, I'll tell you something. Uh, I do think it's going to change some things. I mean, I think, uh, you know, slowing down has been good for me and my family. You yes. know, not going out to eat and staying home and eating supper and and I think we talk more as a family now. We spend more quality time together. Um, you know, we're doing more stuff online, of course. You know, it's going to change the way we do medicine a lot. I mean, this is opening up a door for telemedicine. And, you know, even in the office, it's changing the way that we address patients. We're doing more phone conversations. We're doing more Internet, Skype, Zoom kind of conversations with patients, you know, trying to protect them. And I think this is going to – it's really going to change the way we – you know, we see our world. You know, as a uh, as 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 a radio person and as a uh, technology person, I have for several years tried to get folks to learn how to use freaking Skype, and, uh, <laughs> and there's a lot of people they're just not into it. They're you know they, you know, this has done gotcha. more to educate people on how to use Skype than any other time in our history. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you you right. hit you hit it on your head with things, my friend. And, yeah, and there's a lot of people, especially the population I serve, they're still in the flip phone phase of life. You know yes. what I'm saying? I mean, yes. And, and so you know they're going to have to come to the office. They're going to have to learn. I think it's going to push people. Um, you know, it's going to push people faster into all of this new technology. For better or for worse. <laughs> for better or for worse. You're right. You're right, my friend. Well, well, doctor, good luck with the book. I hope to talk to you soon. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful afternoon, sir. Thank you. Man, yeah, thanks for having me on the show. It was a pleasure. Definitely. Have yourself a wonderful day, doctor. There he goes, Dr. Page. We are going to take a timeout. And when we come back, we got our next guest coming up on the other side.
If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-791-3232 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-791-3232. That's 800-791-3232. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. It's here, the critically acclaimed parenting series, Being With Infants, by world-renowned Montessori, Pickler, and Rye teacher trainer and child specialist, Beverly Kovach. This essential series teaches parents and caregivers how to bond respectfully with their infants. See why Being With Infants is used by Montessori daycare centers, new parents, grandparents, and new moms who suffer from postpartum anxiety. Now playing on Roku, Amazon Prime, and free at your local library. Learn more at beingwithinfants.com. 我们是炼油厂的中介商，我们的卖方可以向买方提供他们的产品，比如喷漆燃料 M 幺零零 D 六 D 二 GP 五四液化天然气 LNG 液化石油气 LPG 汽油石油等，且不会有任何的延迟问题。www dapower com www. dapower. com. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live, coast to coast, and border to border, each and every day at kjagradio.com. Also, j i g g y j a g u a r. com. Spotify, Talk America Live on the weekends, and 50 plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. iHeartRadio as well. We've got a brand new podcast we want to tell you about today here on our big program. These folks, absolutely amazing. Go over and give them five stars. It's on thebrinkpodcast.com. Find them at podcasts on Apple. They are fantastic. On thebrinkpodcast.com. This is an amazing, amazing broadcast. It's hosted by S. A-N-A-M-E-L-O. On the Brink is fantastic. Go over and check it out today. It is amazing. Check out onthebrinkpodcast.com. Rate them five stars and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. At dollarseed.com. Okay, we are going to go to our next guest. They are going to join us here on the telephone here in just a few seconds. Welcome to it. It is iHeartRadio and AMFM247.com. We go to our phone line. Go ahead and introduce yourself, my friend. Tell us something about yourself. Can you hear us? Hello, I'm Barbara. There you are. Hello, I'm Barbara Hemphill. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm the founder of Productive Environment Institute. Now, uh, tell us a little about what you do over there. We help people create a productive environment, which we define as an intentional setting 
in which everyone can accomplish their work and enjoy their lives. And, of course, one of the issues right now is that people are really having to restructure their lives because they're working, many of them, from home when they've never done before. Uh, and now they really have to focus on two things. One, we, a lot of people have more time because they've been, trips have been canceled and meetings have been canceled. And one of the things that happens, if you have time, you also need to have structure and yes. accountability. Otherwise, the time, you'll just fritter the time away and nothing will change. So we help people accomplish their work and enjoy their lives by putting structure and accountability into place. Fantastic. Fantastic. So uh, you have got... Uh, all sorts of different things going on, and uh, one one of the things also that that you're doing is, uh, as you mentioned, you're helping people organize, um, organizing the office to meet demand when this crisis is over. Be ready when the pent up activity breaks out with office transformation quick starts. Talk to us about those. Well, the one thing we've created specifically for this time in history is a quarantine quick start which is actually a free webinar. They can just go to quarantinequickstart.com and that will take them to a free webinar in which we will talk about how you can organize uh, your office, your information, most your paper information, but also your digital information because uh, Gmail, particularly email, whatever platform you're using, has been one of the most the biggest productivity drains ever. Well, now it's going to be even worse because all the things that we used to do in person we're now using digitally. And then there's also the issue of what platform to use. There's so many, so many ways that you can communicate. And so we teach companies how to address what we call the seven information management questions, which every organization should answer. And for that, Max, every family should answer. It's like, you know, what information do we need to keep? Research shows that 80% of what we keep, we never use. There's a lot of clutter. And now is the time to get rid of, of clutter. And the obstacle for that often has been time. Oh, I don't have time to do it. Well, now they have time. <laughs> yes. But now they have to deal with the emotion. And the reason that we have trouble getting rid of clutter is because of our emotion. Usually fear. It's the fear. I wrote a book called Less Clutter, More Life. And the premise is that physical and digital clutter is a symptom of emotional and spiritual clutter. When people hang on to things, when they have things that they, they're not really using, but they're just, or not wearing, you know, like clothes you're not wearing, exercise equipment you're not using, memorabilia, all that kind of stuff. When people are not letting go of it, it's because of fear, fear of making a mistake, fear of offending someone, fear of being irresponsible. For example, I have something called... Uh, a less clutter, more life mastermind program. And one of the women in it was kind of cleaning out a closet and she was stuck. And I said, well, what's happening? We have a five-step process that we use. It starts with state your vision. And then the second is identify your obstacle. Said, what's the obstacle? She said, she got kind of teary-eyed and she stopped and she said, well, there's a big box of videos, VHS tapes, 
of Disney movies that my mom and dad gave me. I just don't want them to end up in a landfill. So there's all kinds of emotion at once. First of all, it was the, her mom and dad gave them to her. So like getting rid of them, that, that was one issue. But then the other issue was, oh, I just don't want to put them in a landfill. And then she said, I don't even know if they work. And I said, well, you know, one of, Don't even know if they work. We're holding on to them. Right. So one of our principles is what is the next action you need to take? Because often the reason we don't get organized is because there's so many things we don't do any. So I said, what's the next action? And said, finding out if they work, right? Because if they work, the solution is one thing. If they don't work, the solution is another. So that was what her next action was. Well, it turned out that they did work, but she still decided she was willing to let go of them. So she ended up doing, taking the covers of them, making them of a collage, and that was how she was able to keep the memory, deal with the emotion, and then get rid of the videos. So that's what we do. We help people deal with the emotion. Our business is based on four words. Clutter is postponed decisions. Wow. And the reason we don't decide is because of emotion, usually fear. We have got a great guest with us today. Barbara Hempel joins us, productivity consultant. And uh, she joins us today here on the big broadcast here on the telephone. So uh, talk to us a little bit about what people need to be doing uh, with their time, you know, you, you, you mentioned uh, getting organized uh, when when this is over. What do they do now where they've got all this time? Well, that's a great question. And here's the way you answer that question. You start by asking the question, what is the most important? That, well, there are two, two questions, really. But the first one, every day, we all need to use this one every single day, which is, what is the most important thing for me to accomplish today? Everybody needs to start that day, that, their day that way. Then you want, that's a short-term vision, right? Productive environment, we have a process that we use, and the first step in the process is state your vision. So you need to have a vision for today, but then you want to have a division for, let's say, the end of the quarantine. What's the most important thing for me to have accomplished when this quarantine is over, whatever whatever time it is. You know, maybe it's write a book. You know, maybe you've always wanted to write a book. Maybe it's clean up your office. Maybe it's restructure your business, whatever it is. But we always need to have a vision. In Proverbs, it says, without a vision, the people perish. Step two in our process, then, is identify the obstacles. So it's like, okay. Let's say that your vision is you want to organize your office. It's like once and for all, you really want to get something in place so you can accomplish your work and enjoy your life. What are the obstacles? Well, often the obstacle is they don't know what to do. They're not sure where to start. And so that's why we're doing this free webinar called Quarantine Quick Start. We're going to help you decide. Everybody's different. Step three is commit your resources. It's like, okay, what do, you, what do you already have? How much space do you have? What programs do you have? What computer programs can help you? Who can help you? Maybe there's someone that can help hold you accountable. You know, another, uh, somebody in your business, somebody in your family, another colleague or whatever. And then step four is 
design and execute your plan. So in order to reach your vision, overcoming your obstacles with these resources, here's the plan. So in Quarantine Quick Start, we'll give you a specific way that you can identify your plan. And then the most important one is step five, which is sustain your success. You know, what happens most of the time is we, we start to do something with a program to lose weight or it's a program to uh, uh, learn a new skill. We start with it, but then we get sidetracked. So one of the things we will talk about in Quarantine Quick Start is how, how are you going to put structure in there so you can recover? Because organizations, sometimes people think that, oh, well, I just get organized, it'll be done. Well, that's ridiculous. That's like saying you're going to lose weight and it's, you're going to be thin forever. Of course not. You know, you can go on a phenomenal program and lose weight and be in good shape, but then if suddenly you don't exercise anymore and you eat everything you want, guess what? It's not going to work. Well, that's the way it is with organizing anything. You have to have something so that you can keep it going. We have got Barbara Hempel with us today. She joins us live here in a broadcast productivity consultant, and uh, she joins us today here on the telephone. Well, before we let you go, how do we find you online? Uh, pick up, pick up all your material. Be involved with you. Uh, how do we get in touch? The easiest way is just go to quarantinequickstart.com, and that'll put you right where we are, and then we will direct you to what resources you need that will be appropriate for your situation. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on the broadcast, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day, my friend. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Barbara. There she goes, Barbara Hempel, and we are going to take a time out. When we come back, we have got more. Tom Gresham on the other side. Now, the Jiggy Jaguar Show on JiggyJaguar.com. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are coast to coast and border to border on 50 plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. iHeartRadio as well. Spotify talks you for our podcast. Talk America Live each and every weekend. The mix on Tuesdays and each and every day at J I G G Y J G U A R dot com. We've got a brand new marketing part we want to tell you about right now here at Transmedia Worldwide. These folks, absolutely amazing stuff. And international folks are going to love this stuff. Os Million de Montsilvian is a French knight, actually the Sinigui de Montsilvian, lord of a small, tolerably well-kept castle in the enchanted forest a Bronxy Randy in Brittany, France. As it happens, most of the forest dwellers and occasional fairy folk passing through are not really reliable sources of levy and assorted income. Which is why Osmillion tries to set aside drinking beer with his chum Helmuth, the dragon who escaped the ramblings and the treasure stealing of a certain bloke called Siegfried in Germany. To put his mother's legacy of excessive creativity once in a while to earn a little extra income. His mother, by the way, is a Bronxite fairy who is mostly occupied with dancing and moonlit forest cleanings and answering to the whims of a certain Morgane Lafay. 
But that is another story. So Omelian decided to try his hand at devising wondrous things for sale to the general populace. These unfortunate enough to be co-signed to living beyond the magically glowing borders of Broncandi Forest. Omelian designs apparel and home decor out of the ordinary, whimsical, and oldish European cheeky and heartfelt. Go check out his products at M-O-N-T-S-Y-L-V-A-I-N dot E-U slash Osmolian. You'll be glad you did. Go over to M-O-N-T-S-Y-L-V-A-I-N dot E-U slash O-S-M-E-L-I-A-N. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide, we got more coming up. Thank God that's over. We are going to go to our next guest. He joins us on the telephone. Tom Gresham is with us. He is the spokesman for Second Amendment Foundation. He hosts the nationally syndicated weekend radio talk show, Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. It's carried on 266 stations across the country and around the world. He also created, hosted, and directed several television series about guns, including Shooting Sports America on ESPN, Guns and Gear on NBC Sports, and the, uh, he is also the author of several books. Tom is written thousands of magazine articles about firearms and he joins us today here on our broadcast and uh send lawyers guns and money on second thought just send guns coronavirus biggest ever boom on gun sales we've heard about the phrase send lawyers guns and money but with the acceleration of the coronavirus the new mantra is just send guns that's right people more than ever are exercising their second amendment constitutional right to keep and bear arms but even with that right there are government officials who are seeming uh, perpetually trying to strip them of those rights, this time using the coronavirus as, as an excuse to disarm homeowners of their guns to make them sitting ducks and defenseless for intruders. And joining us today in this discussion is Tom Gresham, spokesman for the Second Amendment Foundation. We welcome Tom to the broadcast on the telephone. Tom, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. It is a crazy, busy time for us right now, fighting back on all the gun grabbers, gun banners, trying to close gun stores. Now, uh, this this has been a just an unprecedented thing. Uh, it, are are they trying to close the gun stores? Because, well, I, I guess give give us your opinion on this. Well, for those of us who have been following this a long time, and I've been working in the gun rights field for fifty years now. This is absolutely consistent. You have to remember that for some folks, there is a gun ban lobby. They really do truly want to ban all ownership of guns. Yes. And sometimes they'll actually come out and admit it. Uh, usually they want to hide behind, oh, we don't want all your guns. We just want these particular guns. Whichever <laughs> ones they want to call the, the bad guns of the week. You know, it's like, it's the bad too guns big of the or week. too small or it shoots too fast or it's too ugly, or it's black, or it's this, or it's that. And it's like, which one can we get away with banning this week, and then we'll go for the rest of them later. So them wanting to close down the gun stores is really just, it's part of their wish list. And they said, oh, wow, cool. It's like the Rahm Emanuel, never let a good crisis go to waste. Yes. You know, they're saying, oh, we can do this now. We will stamp out, we'll just wave our hands and make a constitutional right evaporate, go away because we declared an emergency. 
And we at the Second Amendment Foundation, and frankly, working with the other gun rights groups, NRA and some other groups, we have been filing suits practically daily. And let's see, we got uh, the Pennsylvania governor to flip. We got the New Jersey governor to flip. Uh, we just wow. got uh, the sheriff of uh, L.A. County to do a flip after he flipped and flipped and flipped, and now he's flipped again. So he's done four flips <laughs> so far. <laughs> yes. I'm not, I'm not make, I cannot make this up. This is absolutely true. This is what the guy did. First he said, close the gun stores. And then the L.A. County attorney said, no, you can't do that. So he said, okay, open the gun stores. And then the <laughs> governor came and said, do whatever you want. So he said, okay, close the gun stores. And then we sued. And then, of course, the real important part, and this is the part that was really interesting, is the Trump administration and the Department of Homeland Security put out a memo uh, Sunday. And it said, gun stores and shooting ranges are essential businesses. And so on the basis of that, a bunch of states have gone flip-flop back and go, Okay, I guess we really can't strip them of their constitutional rights. So we're going to have to open the gun stores. Fantastic! You're, <laughs> you know, I, I, I have, I have uh, had my fair share of of legal wranglings over the years, and uh, mm-hmm. what you guys are doing is textbook. And I appreciate that you're, that you're doing what you're doing. So, bravo, sir. Well, you know, it's it's a lot of work. Yes. And I'm getting emails yes. and memos at 2 o'clock in the morning. These attorneys are working all the time. They're chasing this thing and coordinating. And the thing is, you, you can't say, well, we'll address that in three months because it'll all be over. You, what you don't want is for them to say, you know what? We could just shut down gun sales anytime we want for whatever we want, any kind of emergency. North, North Carolina actually used to have a, a law. We got it reversed. That along the book that they could close the gun stores when there was any declared emergency, including a snow emergency. <laughs> We're going to close the gun stores because of snow. It's a snow day, exactly. kids. Oh, yeah. And they did. <laughs> and so you have to push back and say, snow look, day. people, the whole idea behind constitutional <laughs> rights is that you have to be able to have them, not just when things are warm and fuzzy and cozy. But yes. when things are ugly and nasty and scary, yes. you still have your constitutional right. Yes. Ba- if you don't have that, it's not really a right, is it? No. We have got a great guest with us today. Tom Gresham joins us. Gun Talk. Check out uh, guntalk.com on the radio, on the TV, and online at guntalk.com. And uh, Tom's with us today. Now, do you think the reason, uh, because it seems we're getting reports from all over the country of people buying up all the guns and ammunitions in these gun stores, what, in your opinion, is going on? I think it's because a lot of folks know that at some point there might be, you know, food rations. There, there, there might be folks that are that are bored with this COVID nineteen, so they'll go break into people's houses. There's all sorts of shenanigans that can go on. But what, what, what are what are your your views as to why all the guns and ammo are getting bought up? I think you're exactly right. People are essentially nervous and anxious. And so you have a lot of people who have chosen to live in this bubble of pretending that they are safe. I mean, pretending that, oh, the government will be there. And then, of course, for a lot of us, we know that's not true. And not only that, the government is not required to take care of you. I don't know if people actually know, courts have consistently ruled that the police have no legal duty to protect anyone. So you really are on your own. But when things like this happen, people wake up and go, Wow, we really are on our own. Duh, hello. 
And at the same time, you have police departments all around the country and mayors literally releasing hundreds of prisoners because they don't want them to stay in jail with the COVID-19. So they're just going, you guys go out and be among the population now. I know that you were in jail, but we're going to turn you loose. And at the same time saying, oh, yeah, because of all of this, police response times are going to be uh, enlarged or lengthened. So, yeah, and I think police are not going to be there. So, okay, we're going to have more criminals on the street. The police are not going to be there. And people are suddenly waking up to the fact that there's, you know, they really are on their own. We've had five gun stores broken into in my little local area in the last two weeks. Smashing grabs, driving cars through the front uh, at night, taking guns. It has to be related to this. Yeah. This is uh, absolutely insane. It is uh, Tom Gresham. He's with us today here in a broadcast. He, of course, is from Gun Talk. Uh, get a hold of Gun Talk on Twitter at Gun Talk, which uh, is is fantastic that you managed to get that username. Uh, <laughs> Because, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that, that, that just they, they just take these these Twitter names and never do anything with them. And so people right. are end up well, being gun talk underscore zero one <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I, we started we just passed our mark of 25 years on the air with gun talk radio. So I've been doing it for 25 years, a national radio show. And then we were the first. Uh, gun program to have a podcast. We actually had a podcast before the iPod was invented, so before there wow. was actually a podcast. Archived uh, audio is what they called it back then. Back, back <laughs> using, going way back using real audio format. Yes. That's way back. Yes. Oh, those those real <laughs> audio players. Those 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 were great, but m- much much like technology, thank God they're not being used widely anymore. No kidding. <laughs> that's the truth. So, so anyway, yeah, we were doing, I've been talking guns and gun rights for a long, long time. Uh, and so you have, kind of have a perspective. And people who just wake up and go, wow, what happened? I go, no, no, this has been happening all along. I have been telling people for 10 years, there will be another run on ammo at some point. There will be a time, just as we've had in the past, yep. when there will be no ammo in the stores. There will be no guns in the stores. So what you need to do is when ammo is plentiful and it is cheap, you need to buy, buy ammo every month. Buy, whether right. it's one box or three boxes or whatever. Buy some every month, put it away, put it in the closet. It's good for like 100 years. Don't worry about it. And then when this thing happens, like what's happening right now, you don't care. <laughs> Stock up. That's, uh, that, that's, that, that is basically what, uh, what folks need to do. We've got Tom Gresham today, Gun Talk. And uh, so w- w- with this COVID-19 and all this, what are you guys doing as far as programming? Well, you know, right now on, on Gun Talk Radio, I'm talking a lot about you know people who are trying to find guns and ammo, what they can do there. But also, if you are a new gun owner, you're one of the people who have rushed out to the stores and you bought a gun, you don't know anything about it, I tell them, look, please be careful, be safe, don't do anything stupid. Don't just go load that thing because you don't really know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, open the box, read the instruction manual. Uh, I mean, and look, the gun makers put a lot of time and money into those owner's manuals. Really seriously, sit down and read the whole thing cover to cover, and then very carefully see, you know, make sure you know how to operate it. If you can get to a shooting range, and some shooting ranges are open, then you can try it. 
maybe get some instruction if you can find a way to do that through social distancing. But also, I guess I would direct a lot of people to our YouTube channel. Look for Gun Talk on YouTube. We have about 3,000 videos there. And a lot of them are about self-defense with guns. And most, if you haven't taken any classes on self-defense with guns, I can guarantee you that almost everything you know is wrong. And I don't care if you were in the military. I don't care if you've been a hunter all your life. Everything you know is wrong. And so we try to correct that. And you just go to our, our uh, Gun Talk channel on YouTube and look for our series called First Person Defender. It's all about self-defense training with guns. It is Tom Gresham. He joins us today here in a broadcast. And, Tom, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on and chatting. Uh, I always enjoy chatting with you. And uh, have yourself a, a wonderful day, my friend. All right. I want everybody out there to be safe. And if you do have a gun, whether it's new or you've had it a long time, please be safe and be responsible. Thank you. That is that is that is a fantastic message. Thank you, Tom. Have yourself a wonderful day, yeah. sir. Appreciate it. There he goes, Tom Gresham, and we are going to take a timeout. Actually, we're not going to take any timeouts. We're just going to see you next time.